There's something so indescribably sexy about you standing in the middle of a crowd. Uh, this is going to hurt you a lot more than it will me, I'm happy to say. Mornings are about to get nasty. It's the Mizzy Bender Show. Thursday morning and you are listening to Mizzy Bender or you're watching me on Facebook live right now and uh, it's been the end of a really chill week thank God because we're launching into the biggest busiest time for us over the next couple of weeks we literally have events for the next four weekends in a row so we're gonna have a lot of conversation going on and sharing out and we'll have company so there'll be guests on the morning show there's a lot going to be happening over the next couple of weeks so it's going to be really exciting uh, but it's also going to be really important uh, to help keep me grounded and focused because with all that crazy business busyness going on uh, you know we've talked about it it's overwhelming for me but it's all so good so excited good morning Jeff how are you welcome to the show so what are we going to be talking about today? Well, there's a few things. Let's see. Go to my handy-dandy little layout. Um, oh my gosh. So a quick update from the story that I was telling you about on 4th of July weekend about me drinking too much and getting a little over, over, overly emotional and all that other stuff. I'm really happy to report that my stepson came over for dinner last night and uh, it was like nothing ever changed. So all of the craziness that I've been dealing with and all that inner conflict and stuff like that I've officially removed it and I'm in such a great place and now I know going forward uh, you know where my brain should be even if there's a lack of communication for a while and so I feel really really happy about that so check that was an amazing night last night I do feel bad because Spencer wanted to go down to the beach um, I forget what the name of the place is there's there's some bar down there and a DJ that he really wanted to see is Pat I think it's always going to be playing on Wednesday nights through the summer. And he really wanted to go there last night, but timing just didn't work out. So we'll be going there next weekend, which I'm super excited about. So I feel bad that I kind of messed up his plans, but at the same time, I'm super appreciative that I had the opportunity to hang out with the boys. So I can't really hate it overall. It was, it was just so lovely. I just warms my heart. Good morning, Holly. Oh, it is so amazing. And then because I like fubbed up and had to cancel plans with my dad because I was too hungover on Saturday, my sister invited me out to lunch with them yesterday. So I actually had a really great day. I was able to see my dad. I hung out with my sister and my niece and my nephew. And then like, as soon as I got home, it was kind of like changeover time for the boy. So it was like a really great day of just like family stuff. I haven't had that in a while. And so it was just, it was a really great like regroup, so it was awesome. And then, Holly, I don't know if Spencer spoke to you about the, um, like, what is it, the beach bar or whatever for next week, but I was gonna text you about it later so we can figure out like what kind of outfits and stuff we should be wearing. Is it like beach attire? I don't freaking know, but I wanted to make sure you knew we were doing that so you packed a quarterly for it, but um, what's it called? Okay, so moving on to the events and stuff. 
this upcoming weekend we're going to the Paradise Club and the Paradise Club is located in Pennsylvania it's in the Poconos area we're gonna be vending with the boutique it's an all-day event they have them a couple of times a year the luau happens to be my favorite just because it's in the sunshine it's July it's my birthday month uh, and I feel like it's just a huge celebration going into my birthday weekend so I always really like this time period the one thing I really want to bring attention to though with the Paradise Club so for any of you that have been there, have met any of the individuals that work there, they're called the Nuts. And they are nuts. They are the greatest group of humans that you'll find. They're super dedicated to the club. They're very passionate about what they do. And they do it all out of their goodness of their hearts. It's, you know, all volunteer work. So anybody that attends the events at the Paradise Club should know that they are wholeheartedly putting their heart and souls in it just because they passionately love our community. With that being said, there is one of the nuts that has just come down, or I don't know what the time period is, of prostate cancer. So on July 23rd, they're going to be having, it's called Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy, Prostate Cancer Awareness Charity Event. So of course, I want to do my part and I want to share all the information with you. One of the things that they're trying to do is, you know, of course, raise funds for the charity itself, but also bring awareness to gentlemen and asking them to go get tested. It is a simple PSA blood test. Um, for what I understand, it's just a few seconds of your time and it can really help save your life in the near future uh, or in the future. <clears throat> and so the gentleman that is suffering from it, he was an FDNY firefighter for 23 years. He was a volunteer down at ground zero for 9-11 so with these things that he's done for us I think it's only fair to be able to support and share uh, this really great organization and what they're trying to do for the community and bring the awareness and help one of their fellow nuts out so if you would like to contribute in any kind of way if you have a product if you have you know dollars you want to donate if you want to attend the event on the 23rd send me a message ask me all the details together let's try and figure out how we can help them and support them and raise as much funds as possible and just make them feel like uh, the community of what they think that we are is what we are. So let's stand together and help them out. So with that being said, let's talk about today's topic. And today's topic is all about boundaries. Um, okay, I just was checking on Holly's comment. So setting boundaries. The last couple of weeks we've been talking about, number one, why was it that we entered the lifestyle? I really asked you, like I've asked you to do exercises, legit take out a piece of paper and really think about it and really write these things down. So the first one was, why did you enter the lifestyle? What is it that you're looking for? What are you ultimately trying to get out of it? If you are a veteran in the lifestyle, maybe you just needed to reevaluate where you were and the things that you want and whether or not you have to reevaluate with your partner and stuff. So that was, that was phase one. That was a couple weeks ago or a couple shows ago. And I thought that was a great intro to figuring out what then our turn-ons and our desires are, which is what we just talked about. So it's kind of like a progression through the lifestyle. If you're just entering for the first time and you're trying to understand what it is that you're supposed to be doing, listen to these you know, few steps and follow along. Because truthfully, I honestly wholeheartedly feel if you really do follow this, you'll be in a really great position. And again, even if you're a veteran or if you've been in the lifestyle for a couple years, this still applies to you. Overall, just simple concepts of how to live our best, healthiest swingers lifestyle, alternative lifestyle. 
So identifying those turn-ons and those desires is the next phase and after understanding why we entered the lifestyle. But then with that comes communication and the boundaries. So after you've analyzed, you know, what it is that you truly want, how are you communicating to that, that to your partner? And then what are those rules that you guys are going to establish together so you do it in a healthy way? That's the conversation that we are going to be having today. And I am referencing, again, the Ethical Slut, Volume 2. This is page 71. It starts. Boundaries start on page 71. Now, as I mentioned, I'm going to be jumping around. I'm not reading the book. I've read the book, but in this for the particular show i'm going to be jumping around within the book itself i think that if you have any volume like it will be fine they tell you up in the front like what they've changed in the book itself and a lot of times it's just adding some like additional details or maybe changing a story after getting some feedback or you know it's like little things it's nothing major so you'll still understand where i'm at and i just thought that this was the best segue to go into it because when you go into a lot of the groups and a lot of the newbie conversations uh you hear a lot of them having conflicts around communication and boundaries and you know one feeling not great or actually si simply stating I think I'm doing this wrong but my partner's not really saying so so I'm confused well that's because there isn't clear communication and you haven't set those boundaries up I think that honestly sometimes we think way too far or way too hard into what the boundaries should be instead of just being in the simple uh, you know, calm state, thinking about what you logically would not want done to you. A lot of things that I see time and time again are about group text messages and or they're the lack of, and then also um, inappropriate play is what I'll call it, or inappropriate or play at a time that's inappropriate. Maybe that's more like the classification of it. So you're a newbie coming into the lifestyle and your partner has suggested to you that it's okay for you to have a conversation independently with another human. But then you get these weird feelings from your partner that maybe they're not necessarily really comfortable with it. Number, okay, there's two things that I wanna call out there. Number one, although my partner is saying, you know what, openly, please have the conversation, I'm totally cool with it. At that point in time, I, I truthfully would turn around and say, I'm not having any conversation with another human unless you're involved in it because I just wouldn't want that done to me, right? I know that if Spencer went and started to have a conversation with somebody else, it wouldn't make me feel comfortable inside. And I honestly would only be saying yes because I think that that's what I should be saying because I'm so new to this. But in actuality, Having the unity between you and your partner at all times while you're going through the lifestyle is super important. Of course, if these are your rules. If you're openly poly and you have all these different circumstances, this does not apply to you. This is simply for those that are entering the lifestyle at a very, you know, fairly new uh, time and trying to understand how they should be properly communicating and setting boundaries with their partners. This is who I'm talking to. Um, Good morning, Izzy. As I read through some of the group, uh, the private group posts anonymously, you hear time and time again about the communication in a group text message. Few examples, going back to the one that I just said, is also a gentleman talking to another partner trying to get you into an M, uh, what would it be, FMF, right? <coughs> yeah, because the male's in the middle. 
he's talking to a girl and he wants you now as the wife to come in and you know start to play with that person there's so many different red flags there like i would never participate in a conversation i would never participate even in agreeing in a play like that because number one why are you having a conversation without me how is it that you've established a bond with another female without me even really knowing it or being part of it at that point in time that's going to make me feel like the odd man out and i should never feel the odd man out in my relationship in the swinging world i should always feel like top queen and i'm the top and always going to be thought about first and not afterwards i'm never going to be that pull-in if i'm that pull-in it's never going to happen and that's a straightforward answer i don't care how amazing the human is i don't care anything about the situation you're being disrespectful to me because that's how i take it i take it as i would never do that to you so please don't do that to me and i don't even know that that's simply about having conversation with your partner that's just openly having respect for your relationship which is why i get kind of confused when I talk about the boundaries within the relationship, because some of the things that I read is just common sense on not disrespecting your partner. It isn't even anything that should be posted about, truthfully. And I said that this morning, you know, there was a female, she had an issue in one of the groups and she was saying how, I kind of talked about it on another show and it's just so unfortunate. For the first time, they agreed to have their female partner sleep over and so the female partner, you know, slept over. The wife does not enjoy morning sex. She says her husband knows that. It should be just a blanket thing that's known. I know Spencer doesn't like morning sex. So, like, these are things you just know. So knowing that, I would never put Spencer in a position, in a play scenario, that I would expect him to play in the morning. Because I just know that he doesn't like that. In this particular situation, uh, you know, the wife woke up. She went to go make herself some coffee, you know, get her morning routine started, just kind of get a little uh, umph in her step. And all of a sudden, her husband text messaged her and said, are you coming back to bed? Because, uh, and she says, well, yes, but I'm just doing this, that, and the other thing. I'll be there shortly. And his response was, well, I already got her hot and heavy, like she's waiting. And so now the wife is sitting here saying, like, is this wrong? Should I be upset? Should I, you know, all these different things. Well, there's so many different things going on in that situation. Number one, if in fact you are going to have somebody sleep over, there are so many things that you need to talk about before you actually make the decision for having that person sleep over. Where is that person sleeping? If they're sleeping in another room, is it okay for me when I wake up to go and spend time with that human when they wake up? Is it okay for me to kiss that person in the morning? Is it okay for me to just F that person if I want to in the morning? You know, when you make the decision to have this partner sleep over, these are all the different things that you should be discussing ahead of time simply because you don't want to be in a situation that you're going to regret in the morning. You know, like if you're going to engage in the swingers world, yes, I understand that there are so many different things that we don't think of. And I say it all the time that like, you know, I don't even know to think about it until it's there. But when it comes down to inviting somebody into my household and keeping firm to what my comfortable boundaries are, you're sure as shit going to know that I'm not going to be afraid to speak up and say these are the things that are no-nos to me, right? And so please listen and please, you know, really take some notes on having these open conversations with your partner before agreeing to have sleepovers or before agreeing to take your relationship to the next level in any kind of setting. A perfect example. So we had our long-term standing play partner for like a year, right? And he would sleep over almost very frequently, almost after every kind of play scenario 
that we had. You know, some of them were much more intense, like, throughout the night. And so, you know, sleepover was warranted. However, he always slept in the living room. And granted, yes, the gentleman and I always woke up earlier than Spencer and I. So I would wake up, I'd go make my coffee, I'd give the gentleman a hug in the morning, a kiss on the cheek, and we would sit there and we would casually talk. And we would bond and we would share stories and we would just sit there and speak. There would never be a point in time where I would even feel comfortable enough to make out with the gentleman or I wouldn't ever take anything to the next step simply because Spencer's not there. And I know within the foundation of my relationship, just because I know, because it's respect and love out of my partner, not to do that without asking. So in these moments when I'm reading about, well, my partner did this, I just ask myself, what is it that you're actually thinking at that moment in time? Did you lose sight that you were doing this with your partner? Did you become selfish? I don't understand what's actually happening where there's a disconnect in what's going on in the relationship. You know, for me, I just don't think about just pursuing a sexual endeavor just because I want to. I really take into consideration Spencer at all times, right? Because he is allowing me, which I hate saying that, to participate in this lifestyle, right? I'm allowing him to participate in this lifestyle with our proper rules and boundaries in place. I would not be able to walk out of the house and go to a lifestyle party and not have any conversation on rules or boundaries on what's allowed to happen at the event. To me, that would make me feel really uncomfortable and it's leaving a recipe for disaster when you actually go to the event. And, and honestly, I watch it happen all the time. Many of you, I wanna say at least like 30% of the couples leave our events fighting, arguing, whether too much alcohol became involved or somebody did something that they weren't supposed to. I mean, you watch it go down, the body language changes, there's so much happening. And why is that happening? Why are, why are you guys putting yourselves in a position where this is the outcome? Did you not talk about your rules beforehand? Did somebody break the rule while you were there? Well, why did you break the rule? Don't blame it on alcohol, because if you blame it on alcohol, well then don't come to the events and drink. Or just don't come to the events at all if you need alcohol to participate in it. There are just so many different things that should be a foundation prior to coming out and participating in the lifestyle. Over communication versus no communication at all is super critical at this point in time. Good morning, Jackie. Uh, good morning, Ryan. So Ryan says, I wasn't listening. Paradise Club mentions always just trigger me since they're single male unfriendly. I'm so sorry, Ryan, that that triggers you in a negative way. Unfortunately, yes, they do not allow single males to attend. That's just been a policy since day one. Uh, that is something that the true owner of the club just asked to do. It has nothing to do with the nuts personally. So although I understand your perspective, at the same time, the charity that they are trying to support is for uh, men's health awareness. And so I do believe that it's a cause that we should at least acknowledge uh, and share out for that. You know, I'm, I apologize and I, I could see that being a little bit uh, unbalanced for you, but thank you for being honest and truthful. Good morning, Diego. So now that I kind of did my intro and, and, and kind of spewed my brain all over the place on why I wanted to have this conversation, um, there's another exercise within the ethical slut that I'm reading, which is volume two. And now this is on page 72. 
And the exercise is this. It says, imagine that you could wave a magic wand and make yourself as brave, strong, and independent as you can imagine being. What then would you like your boundaries to look like? List your limits or try drawing a picture. Remind yourself that you have a right to be treated with respect by everyone in your life. Imagine telling the people you love what your limits are and remember that doing so is an act of self-respect and self-love. I thought that this was so, so, so critical for all of us to do, right? Number one, it's a personal, ex it's a personal exercise. You could write those things on a piece of paper and it really will allow you to understand what it is from a boundary standpoint that you need to be successful in this really, in the swingers lifestyle, alternative lifestyle. Now, once you kind of get into the idea of digging deep and really figuring out what those boundaries are, after you've written them down on your paper, it's not unfair to communicate them with your partner. It's not putting rules on them. It's because you guys both agreed equally to enter the swingers lifestyle, but that doesn't mean that you have full reign. If you want it to mean that, that's totally fine. But for those that need to have rules and boundaries, it's okay for you to articulate them. You know, I was thinking about this, and this is probably in the most extreme way. So my ex-husband was an extreme alcoholic, and I legit had to change my entire life to accommodate trying to figure out whether or not we were going to be safe for the day. So he got a job, like, literally right behind my job where I could walk there. So we would carpool every single day. Now, I thought that if we carpooled every single day, that that would eliminate him from drinking. Well, that's not the case because then, you know, he'd come pick me up from work and maybe like four minutes into the drive, I would all of a sudden see that he's extremely wasted. <laughs> At that point in time, do I not have the right to turn around and say anything about a boundary? Do I have, do, do I not have the right to say anything because it's his right, uh, you know, to drink or it's his right to do this? Well, no, you would probably turn around and be like, well, that's absolutely absurd because nobody should be drinking and driving. Well, I would hope that that's your thing, you know, and go to what the negative aspects of somebody drinking and driving is. Well, it's the same exact thing. You legit are entering a car potentially with, you know, your designated driver trying to get you through the swingers lifestyle. And you would expect that they love and trust and are going to keep are going to keep you safe and supported as you're going through this. You wouldn't expect that person to be your uh, negative Nancy in the thing, right? Kind of tearing you down. And that's how I was like kind of thinking about it. I'm like, no, we all have the right to put in boundaries that are going to keep us safe and healthy and keep our minds feel secure without feeling bad that we're going to have a repercussion on something. Because if somebody really loves you and somebody really wants to be in a certain circumstance with you, they'll listen to you and you'll find a common ground on what works both equally for you. It's not to be afraid to say, you know what, listen, I really am just uncomfortable being in a threesome right now and I really just don't want to do it. I feel pressured. It's okay to say that. It's okay if you're talking to another couple and you guys don't vibe. It's okay to turn around and say, you know what, this just isn't working out for me. There's never a point in time where you should feel like you're taking one for the team because you don't want to speak up because you think it's going to be, you know, some sort of backlash from your partner or, you know, any of these different things. These are all really safe and healthy boundaries to have in place and it's okay to do so and it's okay it's okay to have them and it's okay to change them and it's okay to continuously be talking them through with your partner to ensure you're always on the same page. The alignment and communication are going to be critical across the board with the boundaries, but it's a conversation that you need to have at all times, and it's not an ownership thing. 
It's not trying to control your partner. It's trying to be able to navigate life in a very positive way. You know, I read something earlier where it was almost saying, you know, people kind of separate the lifestyle from their real life and they think that what happens in the lifestyle doesn't really have a repercussion on their real life. But in actuality, that's not really true because like all your drama, all your negative feelings, all your conflicting uh, inner jumbo stuff is negatively impacting your daily life now because now you have the circumstance going on within your relationship that is not just lifestyle anymore. Now this is a very big thing within your home life that needs to be resolved. And so you've just taken it to a very different level. So you do have to be super aware when you are entering the lifestyle not to jump in too soon. You know, really communicate what your needs are, what your desires are, what your turn-ons are, and how you can safely get there with your partner without really making anybody feeling bad, without making anybody feel like they don't belong, like an outcast, any of these different things. Uh, good morning, Diego. How are you? I hope that you're doing well. So I just feel like continuously bringing up the conversation is is such an important thing and is definitely the next step into migrating through. Um, and it says here, relationships also have boundaries. The agreements that free, loving, singles, couples, and families make with respect for each other's feelings constitute the boundaries of their relationship. And isn't that so true? Because it's not just, like if you think about it, you have boundaries with everybody, right? You're allowed to have boundaries with your parents, your siblings, your friends. And truthfully, we all have different boundaries with our friendships, right? Because you have your vanilla friends that you have a hardcore boundary against because they don't know that you're a swinger, right? So you put these boundaries in place everywhere. So why is it okay for us to do it in certain circumstances but when it comes down to the sexuality part of it, we all get super confused. You can't allow your inner demons to overtake and say, you know what, I really want to bang right now. So that releases everything and it doesn't matter anything around you. You know how wrong and irresponsible that is as a human being for you to even think that that would be appropriate in the morning, in, in the moment? No, uh-uh. That is a recipe for disaster. That's trust issues. That's, that's, that's so many different things to recover from. And so the boundaries, critical, all right here. So one of the things people get out of multiple relationships is the chance to be all of their various selves. When two people meet, they relate where they intersect, where they have complementary roles in similar scripts. So being, different so being different things to different lovers, we might find ourselves having different boundaries, limits, relationship styles, and different circumstances. So another really great point after i read this i was like well that's so on point because you know the boundaries that i have with miss lady versus the boundaries that spencer has with miss lady the boundaries that we have miss late with miss lady versus the boundaries that we have with other playmates they're all very different and they all bring very different um wants and needs right so examples with the gentleman that I play with there's very specific wants and needs there right and I always share what they are and I articulate very clearly to the single gentleman what it is that I'm looking for because I don't ever want there to be a misconception of what the relationship is and I certainly don't want to be in a position with Spencer where I've done something and I've stepped out of turn that's why having full blankets approval across the board is super important to me and maybe that's not something that would work within your relationship but for Spencer and I, when we find a playmate that we are really comfortable with, 
that's pretty much where we get to because honestly we don't want to play with you if we don't have that so these are all different things that Spencer and I have aligned to already through a lot of different communications and definitely through different relationships we've had you know we've strengthened some of those you know bonds of what we're looking for and maybe some have kind of dissipated because they're no longer necessary we are always evolving but for me having the blanket you know approval of everything is not wrong it would not be wrong for me going back to the example of the single gentleman truthfully spencer would be okay if in that morning uh you know we were having coffee and all of a sudden i started to blow the guy i think that spencer would probably you know be in glory in the room right because these are some of the things that like he suggested to me that he would find like really thrilling really exciting so although it's something he's kind of proposed to me and has said you know this is okay it still isn't anything I particularly am comfortable with so I keep my blankets approval at a certain level and I think that Spencer knows that that's the case too because sometimes afterwards he'll be like well, why didn't you you know do this that or the other thing and I'm just like because you weren't there and I feel really uncomfortable even though you know you're saying it's okay like I'm just not at that place and so although I appreciate that that's you know one of your turn-ons and that's something that you're looking for from me I just can't give that to you and I'm not gonna compromise that and I'm not gonna walk away from a, a situation being like I wish that it went down differently because I'm not exactly at the point where I'm ready to do that right so it's okay for you guys to go back and forth and have the di different suggestions on what you want the composition to be without you compromising what's gonna make you feel morally okay at the end of the day right because at the end of the day you're the only one that has to live with those feelings inside so if you're not communicating to your partner the things that you want and the things that you need it's a lot of your fault too because you're not clearly sharing with them that this is what you want and this is how you have to have it. Unfortunately, if you can't come to the same rules and the same boundaries and agreements and setup, then you shouldn't be participating in the lifestyle because there's something wrong there. Somebody wants something more than the other and you have to figure out why. So that goes to a different kind of conversation. And constantly communicating is super healthy but participating in the lifestyle when you're not ready is not very healthy at all um I, there was another point in here that i wanted to read okay yeah it says forget about fairness ethical sluttery does not mean that all things come out equal different relationships have different boundaries different limits and different potentials so if your lover has found someone that she can take she can share a certain activity with and you would like to share that with her too, the question is not, why do you do that with me? But that sounds interesting. How do you suppose we can make that work for us? This is how one woman we interviewed put it. My open sexual lifestyle gives me personal freedom, independence, and responsibility in a way that being an exclusive couple doesn't. Because I'm responsible every day for my needs being met or not, and for creating and maintaining the relationships in my life, I can take nothing for granted. Every person I meet has the potential for whatever it is that's right between me and that person, regardless of how my relationships are with anybody else. And so, this lifestyle gives me a very concrete feeling of individuality that I recreate every day. I feel more like a grown-up, adult, responsible person when I know that my life, all of it, who I fuck, who I relate to, who I relate to them, is all my choice. I promised my partner that I would share my life with him. 
and that implies to me that I have a life to share, a complete life. And it's clear to me that he's here because he wants to be whatever here is. We are with each other every day because we really want to be. Our choices are real. And so when you think about this, having your boundaries and feeling powerful and independent in what it is that we want, and having your partner really wanting to be here with you, figuring it out and establishing it with you is so major because it does make you feel like you're living your best life every single day. It does make you feel like this lifestyle brings so much joy and wonderful, exhilarating feelings because it does if you're doing it the right way. And that's what the show is all about, bringing awareness, ensuring that we're proceeding in a lifestyle in our most healthiest, honest ways, eliminating all of that like negative stuff. And truthfully, guys, it's all about just being a normal human being, about morals, human respect, what you would do to one that you would not want done back to you is, you know, just like a normal concept in life. So no, if you know, you have a sleepover in the morning. You know that you're not supposed to be banging the other woman. Stop. Come on. You know, I know. Like, if I have somebody sleepover, I mean, I know it's not within, you know, I just talked about it. But, like, I'm not banging the guy in the morning. Because we just, like, it, it's just not, you know, it's just not, it's not reality at this point in time. It's not my reality with Spencer. I know that it would cause, like, things for me. So it's just not anything I'm willing to compromise on right now. But like for those that actually do proceed and like compromise, you know, what their internal feelings are, like you just, shame on you. It's just terrible. I'm so sorry to even say that, but it is. It like some of these things break my heart when I read them because I'm like, what the flying fuck is going on here? Like, why is this even a post? It, it just like is, is crazy to me. Um, so Holly says, Jim and I have clear cut boundaries that have always been in place but as we participated more and more through the years, some partners have things pop up that we didn't realize we should have talked about because we hadn't thought of them as possibilities. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, And see, I recognize that also. So I know it's really difficult for me to sit here and say, you need to have all these rules in place. But guys, there are simple rules that like one could foreshadow in the coming future. You know, if you have listen it's just if you have the female sleeping in the bed with you I don't know did the female sleep in the middle if she slept in the middle that means that there's really gray lines going on between everybody you know if she slept on the outside and it's just the female snuggling all right well to me that means that the relationship is more with the female and the gentleman has to kind of take a pause out there's all these different things like for me thinking about this particular situation I'm referencing that I would ask in more depth if I was having the conversation with the person but it's just logically thinking with the sleepover thing having like a well thought out conversation with your partner of like what is your expectation of what this night is you know at least having a grounding communication point starting point of like how you think the evening is going to progress uh, so you're you and your partner kind of have an understanding of what your needs are for that evening and how you guys are going to get to that end result of you know accomplishing the task it's not an unreasonable thing you know what I mean like at all so to not have any kind of insight that in the morning there would be a potential kind of like play and stuff I almost feel is kind of foolish on the partner's behalf for not thinking about that it's you guys are spending a lot of time together 
So it's very easy for somebody to like misconstrued what the situation is without actually really saying anything. So I do really believe that yes, you can't have certain boundaries until you've participated in them and say, oh, I have to kind of regroup on them. I probably have a much different perspective because I watch so many individuals from the outside perspective and I read so many posts that, you know, my mind kind of filters through so many different things. And I'm like, but what if, but what if, but what if? And of course, you guys see that I'm so far closed off and so boundary filled and so, uh, you know, nervous about bringing anybody into my sexual life that like my brain kind of overthinks a lot too. Um, you know, so that's probably a lot of the reason why I spew some of this nonsense at you as well although I don't think it's nonsense it's all the stuff that you know floats around in my brain that I'm actively thinking when I when I see all of this stuff and it, it makes me feel sad because these are the reasons why individuals have a really sour taste about what the lifestyle is and why humans think that swingers are not great humans and why swingers think that you know swinging is cheating on your partners because some of these scenarios that you all are posting it is a very fine line between participating in the lifestyle and swinging right for the gentleman to know that his wife doesn't like morning sex yet is trying to have interactions with the other female is a very disrespectful action to the to the wife right because she she doesn't ever have sex in the morning so to her she's feeling like why would you have even done that you know this isn't my thing well why did that happen what's going on did he get to you know did it urge did, like what was it that's something that they're really gonna have to go back and really understand like what happened is that something that she can move past why did he think that she had the right to do it okay maybe in that particular situation they wouldn't know to have all of those conversations but again, naive to think that there wouldn't be any sexual energy being transmitted if you're all sleeping in the same bed. So it's very difficult, but there are fine lines of you guys crossing the line into territories that is not swinging. And so it's really important when I do have these conversations because swingers aren't nasty individuals. We aren't gross humans. We could be as slutty as we want. We can fuck as many people as we want, as frequently as we want, as many times in the day as we want. As long as you're not hurting anybody, you're not making your partner feel bad, your boundaries are in place, and uh, communication is happening across the board so everybody understands what their place is in your world. So we really need to focus on how we keep ensuring that we are doing it in a positive way and that we are communicating the things that we should and should not be doing in a healthy way without saying, oh, I feel bad. I shouldn't be saying this. Fuck that. Nobody should ever feel bad about communicating something that bothers you because internally the only thing that's happening is you're going to destroy your own self. Number one, assumptions happen because you didn't, you know, say it and you're just assuming that your partner should know. No, 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 no. We never make assumptions. That makes an ass out of you and me and that is a very factual statement. And number two, you know, if you're participating in the sexual swingers lifestyle, you better have the fucking balls to sit there and tell your partner what kind of boundaries you have in life. You know, like if you're if you're if you have now just entered a world where you're allowed to just fuck whoever you want that doesn't mean that you now lose all respect for your partner and you you now lose the foundation of what your vows or your marriage or whatever your relationship powership is you know like it doesn't mean that just because you entered in the swingers world all that's just now gone out the drain no that's crazy and that's kind of like a lot of stuff that i'm seeing that Maybe it's like overzealous or the excitement that, oh my gosh, like I'm actually able to do this. Like, I'm not really sure what happens 
but there's definitely a disconnect that goes on and we need more awareness to it. So Matthew is saying to be open, be honest, and be flexible. We all have different feelings towards different people. We need to be open to the fact that someone else might bring up things within our partner that we don't and not to take that as personal attack. Yeah, that goes back to one of the conversations that we were having a couple weeks ago, a couple shows about, about not comparing to our partners because it's true. They all bring such individual um, feelings and vibrations and end results, right? Like clearly, listen, not every human is built the same way. Not one Pepe is the same. Not one Booby is the same. Not one Vijayjay is the same. We are all very different, which means every single feeling that enters our body or we enter into is is going to be different, right? And it's not for better, it's not for worse, it's just for different. And to be open-minded to be able to share that, knowing that others will be able to give you something very different is, is amazing, right? The perfect example is, you know, our single gentleman, like I've shared it so many times, super aggressive, more aggressive than Spencer. So like, I loved that, right? He brought so much more into it, which then kind of balanced Spencer a little bit more. And when it all flowed really well, it was just absolutely amazing. That's not to say that I would want our next male play partner to bring that same energy as our single guy because only he can fulfill that part of it because of the way that he does it and flows with Spencer. So it's very, for me, it's a very open-minded mindset about what all of our play partners are bringing to us. You know, Miss Lady, she brings a very different kind of sexual energy out of me in a very intense way. Um, it's electrifying. I don't even really know how to explain it, but it's something very different. I've not experienced it with really anybody else, not even Spencer, because number one, the woman-to-woman -woman action is just very different. Uh, the way I feel with her is different how I feel when I'm with a man. And so there's so much going on. So Spencer will never be able to provide what she provides to me. So to be very open-minded and understand the fact that we all fulfill these little pockets uh, if we allow them to, is a really healthy way to, to look at it because then nobody's replacing anybody else. Nobody is fulfilling another void. Everybody goes in their own individual little spots that fills up like every piece of my body. And it's just wonderful. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting now that I'm kind of saying that all out loud because like every time like Miss Lady and I have the conversation, she's very poly, right? <clears throat> and she always talks about how there isn't anybody to replace, like there isn't anybody that will be able to replace me in her life. Now, does she have certain needs and certain levels of different things that she loves, is accustomed to and wants? Yes, I will never be able to fill any of those things. I'm not a slave, I am not submissive, I am not, uh, and I mean submissive in the way where I'm like actually her submissive. You know, there are a lot of different things. So. I, nobody will ever be able to take my spot and I'll never be able to take anybody's spot within that realm of things that she needs to fulfill her whole self. I openly know this, you know, those that she talks to openly knows that these are the things that she needs fulfilled, but they're open communications at all times. Whether she's found the individuals to fill these slots or not, there's still pieces that she needs that will never be able to be found by anybody else. 
right? So I have to be open-minded to whatever her hierarchy is. And that always changes. Will I always be her second? Yeah, because, well, that's just what our relationship is. But will others come in there and maybe form closer bonds with her because they live closer or maybe they live in a more unconventional circumstance together or whatever? Yes, absolutely. That doesn't make me feel bad or unwanted or any other kind of way because we've talked about this time and time again and we've talked about how the flow would be. We would talk about what the hierarchy is. And every time we talk about it, I learn a little bit more, which gives me a, you know another question to ask or it allows me to kind of talk more openly with you guys about it. You know, but these are all things because we constantly are communicating. You know, we're constantly sharing about our thoughts, realigning. Honestly, it happens every single time we talk. And it might sound like a lot, but we always want to make sure we're on the same page. Her emotional stand, her emotional state changes. My emotional state changes. Things within our relationships change. You know, we very much operate in the sense of if our foundation within our relationships are not solid, we're not really talking to one another. And even though her and I have the closest of relationships and she's our girlfriend and all these different things, we still have boundaries and hierarchies within our relationship to keep our foundations super strong and super stable and to be able to get them back to where they need to be without having conflicting outside energies when it's not appropriate. And so even though she's a very close unit to ours, there are still boundaries and rules in place and vice versa. For us within her personal life, you know, she has a primary partner or, you know, whatever she's got going on in her life right now that, you know, we need to adjust and abide by, you know, certain rules and circumstances and read the room. You know what I mean? Like having regular intuition, reading the room is not uh, unspoken of either. Those feelings are accurate. Like if you get a weird vibe from your partner because they're doing something shady, they're probably doing something shady because you don't just get like a weird vibe for no reason. And it's okay to say, you know what, I'm feeling really strange right now. It's not wrong for you to feel uncomfortable about speaking up about something that makes you feel uncomfortable. It's just human nature and it's your right as an individual. It doesn't have to be sex. It doesn't have to be anything having to do with the lifestyle at all. Just your own self-respect and self-worth is what I'm talking about here. Um, <clears throat> Holly says that, I just want to make sure because I know that we had, um, okay. Holly says, as we have had miscommunications through the years, we always communicate, but what happened? What could we have done differently? When we completely disagree on something, it just has to be a hard no, no matter if he wants it and I don't, vice versa. If we can't agree on a certain situation, then there is no chance we should be allowing it to happen within our relationship. It's just going to be detrimental um, to our own relationship. Holly, that's such a great point. It's okay that if you guys, listen, I could sit here and say that, you know what, today I wish I could just call 15 guys and just come over and bang me out. And, to, you know, Spencer will turn around and be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's okay for us to both have different opinions on how we want our day to go. And it's okay for us not to agree. 
if Spencer has that kind of reaction, I'm clearly not going to proceed and have like 10 guys come fuck me today, right? Because that would just be absolutely unacceptable. When you guys can't come to terms, it's okay to say that this is a no-go and this is a hard no within the relationship. You're not controlling your partner. You're not this. It's just as partners who agree to enter the lifestyle together, do they, doing this together are not aligned. And with no alignment, exactly that. It leads to recipe for disaster at the end of it. And that is not good. So Matt says, LOL, the way you feel with Miss Lady is beyond clearly written all over your face in any photo I've seen of the two of you interacting. Yeah, you know, a lot of humans had said, uh, you know, tell, tell me how. Uh, it is electrifying to see the two of us in each other's company. You know, her and I have a very unique relationship, and that's why I always say nobody will be able to replace her. Like, I have a genuine love for her that I just can't explain. It's, you know, my genuine love that I have for Spencer. And it's, you know, it's very deep. Her and I have very similar, I don't want to say trauma-filled past, but we've all, and as everybody, right, we've all dealt with our wild and crazy things her and I just have this kind of strange unity of understanding and like the empathy um, and there's just some sort of trust she also uh, is is very difficult from an emotional standpoint she's very closed off and it is very difficult for you to really break into her emotional uh, aura she's the most giving and most loving human that you can find but she is worse boundary she's worse she's she's tighter bound than i am if you can imagine that and so her and i relate on such a, a deep like intimate kind of level and i think that because we're both allowed to be vulnerable in each other's company and fully honestly wholeheartedly be our honest selves uh is a very calming comforting feeling um you know there have been some difficulties that have been going on over the past couple of weeks and you know like i'm a straight shooter i don't hold things back there have been some things that are going on that you know i supported not because i wanted to but because i love her and you know what i support you and i'll be here to listen to you well there became a point in time where that went out the window and i was straight up with her i was like listen now you want my honest truth because here it is and I hesitated for a second because I was like, well, this is going to be real aggressive. And, you know, she had to cut me off and she said, there's nothing that you could ever say to me that will ever make me feel bad. I appreciate your honesty. I appreciate the relationship we have. And I appreciate that we can have this honest conversation and be able to move forward without anybody being upset with one another. And that is what I'm trying to, you know, instill in everybody else. That you can have these beautiful relationships that are so complicated and so deep on so many different levels because honestly if i were really to try and articulate the relationship that we have with her it'd be very confusing to all of you and it would be it would be it would it would probably not be the conventional girlfriend type of situation that maybe one would envision for the lifestyle she is our girlfriend right she will always be this part of us that's never going to go away and that's just something that you just don't find anywhere and that's been built on honesty and a lot of communication and a lot of trust but mostly communication so much communication her and I have had the most uncomfortable times at moments I'll never forget 
last May, we had gone to um, a hotel takeover. It was one of the first ones that she had attended with us. The boutique, the boutique was vending for the weekend. Um, and, I mean, number one, we had the most amazing time. The weekend was just remarkable. I don't know, maybe Sunday morning. I don't know what it was. But at one point in time, her and I just did not see eye to eye on a particular situation. Well, I, like, after a few minutes of talking about it and just saying, like, I don't agree, like, I'm not aligned, I'm not on the same page, trying to just be, like, naturally, like, I hear you, girl, but I'm not supporting it. And it wasn't going anywhere. I was like, okay, well, here's my honest answer now. And I just, like, was super direct and really laid a lot of stuff out. And Spencer was like, oh, my God. Uh, and then he kind of got mad at me because he was like, that was too much. You shouldn't have done that. Like, he was upset with me. And then I got upset with him because I was like, fuck that. I'm your primary. You should be on my side, not her side. So there was, like, a lot of different things. that. So I ended up feeling like the odd man out because I was like, ah, I'm the asshole. I went and I, like, walked that hotel round and round and round to, like, regroup and think for a second and kind of just, like, take a breath. And when I went back in the room, I said, listen, I apologize for, you know, spewing out all the different things, but I honestly feel that way. This is, you know, what it is. We can either agree to disagree or we can regroup and figure it out another time. I was not having the conversation with Spencer right then and there about what his responsibility was to me. That was way after when we got home. And I had said to him, listen, dude, at no point in time should you have even said anything. If you did not agree with me, you keep your mouth shut and you don't get involved in what it is that's going on between her and I. Because if you can't, you know, equally support both of us, you're not supporting one of us. So you can go, go on and bow on out on that one. Because you're not going to now put your emotional state into this, making it so much more worse. And it took some time for him and I to kind of chat, chat through it uh, and him understand my point of view. Now, anytime Lady and I get into conversations like that, he walks in and he walks right on out. Well, that's right. Good boy. Go on out. No offense, Spencer, but you can't get involved in it, right? And that's because her and I have established and built this honest, you know, communication with one another. And that's taken time, right? And so... Yeah, I know. I, I love talking about her because she's just amazing. <laughs> I don't know. I just I just really love her. It's just, And I'm so excited to be able to see her, um, whatever we on Thursday, on Saturday at the Paradise Club. Especially I get to spend so much more time with her. And then she comes down for the birthday bash next weekend. So I'm just like in my glory. Honestly, when we spend time together, it's like the most fulfilling moments. And we both walk away just like needing more. It's, it's just really fantastic. I'm, I'm just so excited. I'm honestly so excited for like the weeks to come you know like I think about doing the morning show and I think about all these different things that you know I'm doing and I love them right the morning show has really just like brought my passion back and you guys have really helped me mentally through like so many different things and like really finding myself and I feel like I'm in a really great place entering you know this really complicated busy time period um you know because it's it's very crazy having to vend with the boutique four weekends in a row also maintaining online sales and re-upping all of my inventory for the next events is actually it's quite challenging adding in all the company that we're about to have um but the thing that's different about this year versus last year is i have a little bit more control over my schedule i have a little bit more control over my mind and what i'm looking for and I think that those around me also understand like the support that I need if I'm having a challenging moment. So I feel really great about that. I also think that spewing all of this stuff 
in my brain to you guys all the time is super helpful too because it kind of just releases anything that I have in there. So on top of like my journaling and then actually saying it out loud on here is quite therapeutic. So it's been quite wonderful. And then being able to get into my meditative state and all the different things that I'm doing for the 75 day challenge, mind, body, and soul is like on point right now. So I think that it's going to be an exhilarating couple weeks made of so many memories. So I do hope that you follow along. If you're looking forward to, you know, learning more about the events or anything of the sorts, go to mizzybedditor.com. All the events are listed there. I am running another raffle, and that's if you comment on any of my blogs on the website, you get put into um, the raffle for the month. I just launched it because I was waiting for the 75 day challenge to launch or whatever. So if you wanted to get into the raffle, it is going to be fun giveaways from Izzy's Boutique and all of our sponsors and all that kind of jazz. Um, I think that that's kind of it. I'm gonna go down to the comments and just see what we have going on here. Holly says, also just throwing this out there to new couples. You can't force chemistry between your partner and prospective play partners. Yes, we want our partners to have pleasure, but that doesn't mean we have to allow things to happen or force feelings just to make them happy. If your partner values your relationship, he or she would never expect that. Girl, another great point. I'm glad that you ended that for the show today because it's true. Um, you know, Listen, everybody's passions and, and everybody's, you know, internal hot meter, you know, goes off for different buzzers. That doesn't mean that we're allowed to act on all of them. You know, as a human in general, you're not allowed to act on all of them. You know, when you're in the grocery store and you're walking down the aisle and you see a hot chick, you're not allowed to like really go up to her and be like, oh, I want to bang you, right? It's unreasonable, right? So you can't imagine that your partner is going to want to engage in all of the sexual activities that you want to engage in. And it's okay to not have, you know, the same desires and different things, but it's also okay uh, to not pursue them and not feel like you have to take one for the team. So Holly is absolutely right that if your partner values your relationship, he or she would never expect you to do anything that makes you feel uncomfortable or take one for the team. And if your partner does have these qualities with them, you should probably put a pause and reevaluate and really come to different solid grounds on what it is that you're both looking for from the lifestyle itself. So like totally great ending on that. I am so pumped. So girl, I'm talking to Holly now. I will see you in like a couple days and we are gonna get this lifestyle party started. So if you are all curious as to what Spencer, myself, Holly and Jim and Lady are up to over the next like couple of weeks, definitely join the show and stay tuned to everything because it is gonna be a wild lifestyle ride. So until next time you guys, I'll talk to you super soon. Kisses. Ah!